What if we could transform the experience of being a woman chiropractor from one of constant stress and burnout, trying to juggle all the things to one of ease, energy, and thriving both in business and in life. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley. I'm a woman DC who became one of the one in five chiropractors who burn out in practice by year seven. To the outside world, I achieved the financial and business success only 1% of the profession reaches. But the reality was it left me bruised and battered both emotionally and physically. Today, I help other women chiropractors revitalize their body and practice by stepping into their unique power and rewriting the rules so that they can thrive at home and in business. What we do is far too important for so many of us to struggle and burn out. And this show brings you the conversations, lessons, and permission to be you, redefine success, and transform the experience of being a female chiropractor. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Woman Chiropractors Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Rudley. I'm so excited about today's conversation. We are going to be talking about something that I was introduced to several years ago when I read, I'm going to mention two books that have changed my life, right? If you're a reader, go read them. If not, I'm going to summarize some stuff. But um, the first was called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And he talks about what is known as our zone of genius, right? And there's there's other people that talk about this, but this was the first place I was exposed to it. And so essentially the zone of genius, our zone of genius, we each have this, you know, area where like time just stands still and things that we do where like we're in flow, right? Whatever flow looks like for you. But it's that that idea of like you're energized and your joy, like you have no concept of where time is at because you're just like in the zone loving it. And I love the idea. And I personally struggled to understand or find it for myself as a chiropractor because, you know, we're so ingrained in school. And I know some of this depends on where you went. I went to Life University in Atlanta, but it was a lot of like, there's a lot of rah-rah about how incredible chiropractic is. I'm not saying it's not. Chiropractic changed my life when I was 20 and I've, you know, I went on to do all the science classes, even though I finished a major in comparative literature and was not in that world at all because I loved it so much and because I wanted to help transform the world through chiropractic. And I know for many of you, I would hope all of you listening, that's what led you here. Like there's, we all have our stories of how we got here, right? Our, Our big underlying why. And this is why I've come back to the profession in a different capacity after leaving for a while, because I do, I love it and I want the world to have it. And I think we need to transform some stuff in order to healthily deliver it. And so this concept of zone of genius is something that I think is missing and that I have started to bring in and that I'm really excited about because it helped me understand how I burned out as badly as I did um, by, I burned out by year six or seven in, in my practice journey of owning a practice and just like, we need to stop doing that. Right. And so there's that understanding of zone of genius. And then the second book that has changed my life is, is more recent. And they actually also have a podcast. I'm going to see if I can get one of them to come on and talk with me about this at some point, but Pat Lanchoni is his name. And he created this concept called the working zone of genius or your working genius. And it was, it was him and his team actually. And how it got started, I'll, I'll share like paraphrase a little bit of his story. So they have a book called the six types of working genius. And then there's the working genius podcast. 
I've become a little bit obsessed with it because when I started to understand this, I was like, <laughs> that's why I burned out. And I'll explain that in just a second. But, you know, he was dealing with just being like really angry at work a lot and getting really frustrated with people. And so they like finally just sat down to brainstorm. It was him and like his kind of inner sanctum of leaders who'd been with him the longest. And they came up with this model, which is essentially the six things that need to happen for any type of work to be accomplished. So this applies like across the board to anything. And what they are is they, they call it widgets. So there's wonder, which is, you know, the person who asks the big question, like, I wonder about this. And then there's the invention inventor, who is that's the step of creating a solution for whatever we're wondering about, right? Then discernment comes in and that decides if this is like a good idea or not. <laughs> Then if it is, it, it moves into galvanizing, which is where we get people excited and like everything's ready to go. Marketing is a lot of galvanizing. And then comes enablement, which are the people who are going to come in and help support the creation of the thing. And then there's tenacity, which is all about getting it done, right? And, and getting it done and hitting the result. And so all of these things, all six of these things work together in sync to get work done. And each of us as individuals have two of them that are in our working genius, our zone of genius. And so that's going to be where we are in that energy and we're just like loving what we're doing, right? And then two of them are in our working competencies. So we don't, they're energy neutral. So that nothing's like getting added or taken away, but they're not really lighting us up. And then two that are our working frustrations. And so those are the ones that are energy vampires is what I, what I call them. And when we're applying this to practice, like here's where I think we struggle as chiropractors, especially in our business models, right? Is we are taught and understandably, like I get it, you know, we're supposed to only adjust every day. Like, right. We're supposed to outsource everything else, either to tools or to people. And the only thing that we should be doing in our practice is adjusting. And that is the, the, you know, business stuff that I was taught in school, if you want to call it that. <laughs> and I, I, I agree. Like, obviously we got into chiropractic to adjust people and that is something that ideally we love. <laughs> and a lot of us have these other areas where we really shine. Like one of mine was, I actually loved designing the interior of my offices. And I, I had, you know, I, I started off, I didn't share my origin story so much, but when I started off on my own, I actually shared space in a naturopath's office. And so I had like one room and then I had two and then I had four and then I finally outgrew being there. And so I moved into my own space, but each time I moved, I got to like pick paint colors and, you know, do stuff that was really fun for me that a lot of others of you would be like, I hate doing that. And I want someone to do it for me. Like we all have our different things, right? I'll share what my genius is in a moment, but there's a reason why that's there. My point is, you know, we want to have energy and practice every day. We want to be energized and be having fun. And I think a lot of us get sucked into things that like we master them. I got really, really good at billing and figuring out the whole world of insurance, but it sucked all my energy out because it was two things that are in my zone of frustration. And, you know, each of us are also going to be a little bit different. So I think when we, we, restrict ourselves in a lot of ways in our business models and create this thing where burnout is really common. And it is really common. One in five of us burn out. And I would argue that a big part of that is because our genius is missing. So let me just, I'm going to kind of illustrate this with my own journey. And then I'll, I'll share um, in your workbook, you have ways to start to identify what your own genius is. I have some exercises and stuff to just like walk you through this for yourself. But I 
figured out in, in all of this. And they have an assessment if you want to go take it. It's 25 bucks. I also do some work where we just include that in the process and I'll share more of that in a little later in this episode. But um, so I took their assessment. So I was like, just tell me what it is. And I am an ID. So I'm super, what that means is I'm inventor and discernment. So I'm like insanely creative. I create stuff all day long. I just, I love to make things. And that's where, you know, the interior design and decorating, I liked to, you know, we would host events and I really liked to like set up like fun aesthetics was a big thing for me. And one of my values in a disc profile as well. And then my working competency is W and E. And what those two together creates is kind of like this humble, you know, doesn't want any of the credit person who just really comes in as a support. And ironically, that's where I've led my practice from. I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. And then my frustration is in galvanizing and tenacity, which is a lot of the like, you know, taskmaster, get stuff done. We have to produce this kind of result kind of thing. A lot of marketing lives there, a lot of billing lives there, all of that. And so those were the things that really drained my energy. And because we're chiropractors and we wear all the hats and we do all the things, I fell into these traps when I've looked back on this and the practice that I created. This is why I'm sharing this with you guys, because I would argue that probably most of you aren't living in your genius as much as possible. And that's really the goal, right? And so when we look at building teams and structures and, you know, processes and our, our practices, all of those are words that like make me want to cry because they have a lot to do with tenacity, right? And also galvanizing. We want to be aware of what our genius actually is. And what I found for myself is the only place that my zone of genius really came out was in how I approached patient care and adjusted. And so I was very intuitive. I didn't do double day ROFs. I didn't really do care plans, you know, that were set in stone by any means. I like, I don't do structure and that's actually my zone of genius. What didn't work about that because I didn't understand this at the time was that I also beat myself up for that because I thought it was, you know, going to make me less successful or was against everything we learned in school about how we're supposed to do these things and standard, like, well, not even standard of care. I mean, I still had great standard of care and I could, you know, show progress and all that stuff, but I did it in my own way. And that's where that intuitive, you know, discernment piece comes in because I could like, when you have high discernment, you make different decisions. And so my technique looked like a whole conglomerate of stuff. And, and that's, and so for a lot of you, I I'm basing this off of my own experience, but I would argue that many of us, how we choose to approach adjusting and client care is where your genius actually is. So if you're really rigidly structured, like you probably have some tenacity in your, in your zone of genius if you're more intuitive, fly by the seat of your pants like I was, like you probably have more of that discernment and invention type stuff going on. If you're constantly like wondering stuff <laughs> about care or about if you do this or do that, like you probably have some wonder in, in there. And I would just, you know, I'm not going to run through all of them, but really look for yourself. Like how do you approach that aspect of your practice? And is it energizing to you? Like, are you enjoying that? Because I also really believe that we get trapped in these cycles of not giving ourselves permission to go outside the box. And, you know, we're taught don't reinvent the wheel and follow this person and X, Y, Z and two dinner talks and spinal screenings and blah, blah, blah. And my whole thing is like, no, let's break all that down, <laughs> tap into what our actual genius is, and then build our practice around that to suit our needs. And so getting back into my own journey, with this, and I mean suit our needs in terms of allowing us to spend most of our time in our genius. 
And so in my own world, I, I mentioned I led from my zone of competence, which was wonder and enablement and was this very like humble, didn't, you know, those two things together, they don't want to take credit for anything. And it was also where I was most comfortable in a high stress situation. And so I think there's some value to be said or, or just something to look at is like, if you're giving yourself permission to do the things that actually energize you and feel good, or if that's like, you know, the extra fun thing you get to do if you get all this other crap done. Right. And so I, how I ended up building this huge practice that felt like everyone else's dream, everyone else's dream was because it was everyone else's dream because I did not allow myself to show up as having the dream. I followed input I got from those around me, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it also led to major burnout because I was dealing with that. And I was also doing a lot of galvanizing with staff and a lot of tenacity with staff and with billing. And, you know, also I, I was fortunate in that I mostly grew by word of mouth just because we provided a really high level of service in our, our office. And a lot of people talked about it and I'm in a smaller town. And so I was blessed in that way. We are going to talk more about like how, how to create some of those things for yourself and your own practice. Cause I know marketing is a big thing that as chiropractors we struggle with. So we are going to get into that later on, but what I want to leave you with is, you know, recognizing like when I realized and looked back, like, Oh, that's what I did. And that's how I showed up. And it wasn't in my zone of genius. I didn't have permission to be there really much it put a lot of pieces into place just in the puzzle of looking at like, Oh, this is how I burned out. And, you know, as women in particular, I think we really struggle with, because it's like, we're, we're trying to prove ourselves in a man's world. We're also business owners, a lot of us, and like, that's another man's world. (laughs) And so there's not a lot of permission to just be ourselves and to do it in a way that feels good. And I know I struggled with a lot of this, especially, and we're going to talk about, you know, hiring and all that. Like I had two men that worked for me that were very different personality wise. And so I was really challenged as a leader. I also look a lot younger than I am. I would get really pissed off at people who would, you know, automatically when they found out that I was a chiropractor, be like, Oh, who do you work for? And I'm like, I own like the biggest practice in town, (laughs) but you know, a lot of that had to do more with me and, and not necessarily that they did anything wrong. Just I was reactive because I was being pushed outside of my comfort zone. And that's where the book, The Big Leap is actually really great at kind of looking at some of that stuff too, and, and how you're being pushed and, and what things get in your way and stop you, you know, as you're where your ceiling is, I should say, when you get close to your ceiling, we tend to self-sabotage. And that was part of my journey as well. So with all this workbook, because this, <laughs> this is a lot. Um, but in there, I, I have some exercises to help you walk through what, you know, starting to identify what your pairings are, you can also just go take the assessment if you would like to. And, or you also have the opportunity. One of the things that I do now that is very much in my genius is because I'm super creative and like to come up with, you know, discerning new ways of looking at things and all of that is um, I actually do either as part of a full program that I, I have an incubator that I do with women or on its own, I do working genius assessment and implementation, either just for you or for your team, if you've got one and really helping you discern <laughs> and figure out like what this looks like in your practice, where you're maybe missing. Cause on, on teams, like ideally, you know, we have a team that fills in our competencies and frustrations. And then 
design their jobs so that they get to live in their genius, which is going to be different from our genius. And like, that's when you have the energy and the, you know, excitement and find your bliss and practice and all the stuff that I'm really passionate about is when you can understand and then hire and, you know, or implement like sometimes genius, you can fill in the holes with tools. It doesn't always have to be a person. So all that to say, that's something that I help offices do either on your, on its own or as part of a whole. So if you'd like to explore that at all, I have a exploration call. There's going to be a link in the show notes. It's a Calendly link. Um, let me know if you can't find the show notes, but they're there. <laughs> so you can book one of those. I'm not here to hard sell anything. We can just, we'll talk about your situation, kind of what you're looking at, and then make a plan for what that could look like um, for you in terms of getting help bringing this in. Because I am someone who gets really fired up by all this stuff. And for others, you might be like, this is super overwhelming. Sounds cool, but like, I don't even know where to start. So if that's you, no, that's available. You can book an exploration call with me um, on there. Again, I'm not hard selling anything. This is just about getting to know each other and you get to decide if it's a fit or not um, to do some of that. And I'll, every situation is a little bit individual because we're all different. So we'll talk about specifically what you would, what it would look like for, for you. So you have that. And then you also have the workbook. So if you don't want to do the assessment and, you know, that's not quite where you're at yet. And you just want to start to explore what this might look like for you. Download the workbook. It's at revitalize D C R E V I T A L I C E D C.com backslash heal, which is H E A L. This was the A in our acronym. And I'm just looking forward to engaging in more conversation around this. Um, so make sure you're in the Facebook group, which is the chiropractic healing collective as well, because this stuff is super fun to me. And I think we'll, and I don't think like, I know I, I have now structured my business and what I do around this model and, and finding and implementing the things in, that I need to live in my genius as much as I possibly can. And I want that for everybody. And, you know, do we have to wear all the hats for a while? And like, as we're getting going and all that, yes. And there are also ways to approach some of the things that are, you know, requirements of owning a chiropractic practice, either reframing it or shifting it so that it can be more in our genius and not the things that are dragging us down and burning us out and making us, you know, I saw a comment from someone on something I posted one time about burnout that like she had to sit in her car for 30 minutes to like talk herself up about to go into the office. You know, I don't want anyone to be there. I want us to love what we do and have fun and practice every day. And to get there, we have to stop modeling everyone else's stuff and really tune into what it is that we need and where we feel the most fulfilled and then build the practice and build our success around that. And it's totally possible to do that. So hopefully you're inspired by this. I am. <laughs> and tomorrow we're going to be talking about kind of bringing all this together and how we really step into leading from both our intuition and our genius, which are two places where we often don't have permission to lead. Like as women, we have trouble giving ourselves permission to lead in general. And now we're, I'm taking this even deeper to actually leading as who we truly are. So that's what we're going to dive in tomorrow. And I will see you then. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. I'm on a mission to help the chiropractic profession heal collectively from the limiting beliefs and broken business models that plague our profession and lead to high rates of burnout. I also believe that women are the ones who are going to do that. I can't do it alone, and so I have two quick asks. 
One, if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to leave a review and share it with a colleague. This helps the message reach even more women DCs around the world. And second, if you're a Facebook user, join me in the Chiropractors Healing Collective, which is a place for us to come together for more support and to heal both as individuals and as a group. There we engage in discussion and many of these episodes are actually streamed live so that you can participate and share and get support around many of the topics that we discuss on the show. I appreciate you and I look forward to joining you on our next episode. 